One of the greatest things about being an entrepreneur is we are always ready to move forward, to progress, to take the next step, to take our business to the next level. However, there's a downside to that quality. The downside is there's so much content, there's so much fluff out there that it can be hard to differentiate what is gonna serve us in our business and what is only gonna make us feel good. The point of this podcast is to help you differentiate between those two things and I hope to serve you and help you as much as I can as I am on my own journey with my business going to seven figures. Stay tuned for Bridge the Gap Podcast. Good morning, or whenever you're you're listening to this here podcast, Bridge the Gap Podcast. I am Zach Shanky. I um so <laughs> I want to kind of emphasize something really cool, and I love this. It just fascinates me to no end, and it is so important. It is so important. Okay, the ability to problem solve. Now that sounds so lame, but look, I I really want to emphasize this because if you give two different people the same problem, they will both come up with, likely, a different solution to that problem. If it's a complicated one, right? Like obviously if you give two people a problem of two plus two, like they're both probably going to come up with four, but you get what I'm saying. People have different solutions because they think about things differently. They think of things from different angles, from different perspectives, right? You just, you have so many different people out there. This is why the political system is just so darn, you know, different, you know, the different spectrums there because you have very different people trying to solve the same problems and they have, you know, different ideas on what is the right way to go about it. And the reason I wanted to bring this up is because um, I had the opportunity to flex my problem-solving capabilities and allowed me to reflect on the, on those capabilities and what they used to be like and what they are now. I've I've been blessed with with that ability of solving problems almost my entire life. I just, I remember, I remember having to solve so many issues with, with my, like my parents and my friends. Like I was like the peacekeeper, you know what I mean? Um, sorry, it was a car. Man, it doesn't matter if I, if I, <laughs> I'll try to do this walk like earlier and there's still cars. I'll do it later and there's still cars. It's so weird because like during the day, there's like no cars here, but during the day I'm like in my flow. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do my exercise later in the day. That's like, it's got to be morning (laughs) anyway. Okay. Move forward. So, so yeah, problem solving. So get this, I started reflecting on this and I really truly believe the what you've experienced in life up to this point has prepared you for this point, regardless of where you're at. Okay. So, you know, my, my parents have always had relationship struggles since as long as I can remember. Um, and you know, I was oftentimes a mediator. 
my older brother was definitely not. <laughs> he was more of like the, I don't care, not my problem uh, kind of guy. Now, my older brother's awesome. You know, he's actually in many ways much kinder than I am and more generous than I am. Um, but at that point in time in our lives, <laughs> he was a kid like I was. And as a kid, he just had a different attitude about it, right? Which is fine. And uh, so I was always like the peacekeeper problem solver. And among my friends, same thing. At my jobs, I tended to solve problems pretty quick. And so any job I had, any job I've had, I promoted up the ranks quickly. And, and I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that to teach you the way to do that is by being a problem solver. But what's interesting, what's interesting I remember my last career, I got promoted like four times within that company and I ended up as a senior field uh, engineer and um, <laughs> so I'm laughing because it's interesting to me how the corporate world, how they view their employees. They don't, like this is in general, right? Like I got along with my immediate boss. But his boss, uh-uh, we, we argued a lot. And do you know what it was? It was always about problems and how to solve them. And, and looking back, I just remember, like, certain problems would come up. He would say, his name is Kyle. Kyle would say, like, blah, 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 here's what we should do. And I would argue it. I'd say, actually, that's a pretty terrible idea. I think this would be a better idea. And I'd have a counter-argument there. And uh, naturally, there... <laughs> There was some butting heads and, and whatnot, but the reality is um, the reason I got to the position I was in, and I, I guarantee you I would have gone further if I had stayed with it, um, but it was all because of my ability to solve problems on the spot, you know, being in the field, because it was a senior field engineer, right, so I was out in front of the customer, you know, installing these things. And making sure I had to run a whole team of electricians, electrical engineers, software engineers, and maintenance workers. And we would have to coordinate a lot. And naturally, there was a lot of problems that would come up, unforeseen problems. And I was able to overcome those, right? And because of that, that's, that's why I was able to go up the ranks. In fact, because of that, I became an engineer in the first place. I don't even have a degree, I have zero engineering degrees. I have zero degrees, period. The only thing that I knew how to do is read and solve problems. So literally, like I'm not even joking. I started out in their IT department. I do have some IT certifications, but it's not a degree. So I started out in their IT department. I started solving problems there. I uh, started getting some problems that were engineering problems. And, you know, I didn't want to like, I think it was that the, the engineering team was busy or something and this customer really needed help so i'm like you know what i'll google it no no joke guys i'm not even kidding so i googled it found a solution implemented the solution solved the case it was good to go and uh, that caught the eye of the engineering manager who offered me a position on the engineering team because they needed help and then from there i got so good at that that uh um, when the opening was available for a field engineer, I took that. And from there, I did so good at that. They made me a senior field engineer. 
Um, and it's all because I could solve a problem and read. <laughs> okay, so how does this apply to marketing and your business? Look, guys, business, you're gonna have problems and some of them are gonna be massive. You are gonna have massive, massive problems. I, I mean like, stuff that you would never, ever think would be a problem. You know, Brian and I, my, one of my business partners, um, he, uh, he and I were talking about one of our clients as we were working on some of her stuff. And we were both talking about how, how freaking stressful an agency is. It is the most, the most stressful thing we have ever done, both of us. I've, I've never felt so pressured and stressed. I, I, I mean, like, it's unbelievable. Because we're, what we're doing, we're, we're not talking about affiliate marketing. Affiliate marketing, here's the stress, okay? And, and this is the stress I felt as an affiliate. Um, the stress that I would feel there is just about money. It's just about, like, hey, can I pay my bills, <laughs> right? Am I going to get the results I need to properly support my family? Or are we going to have to cut back in some areas? That was my stress. And that's, that's a hard thing. I'm not trying to diminish that. However, I have to say that right now, I have bigger problems than that. And it's, and it's weird to say because I remember being in that position and thinking there's no way Something could be bigger than this financial struggle that I'm in. But the reality is, there is. There is, because technically, I guess the financial struggle is, is kind of always on the, in the background. But so get this, I'm, I'm currently, we're, we're working with this client who's a big deal. A huge deal. And uh, she's got several businesses under her belt. A very successful person. Um, you know, millionaire person. And she's got partners and investors. She got these investors to do this thing. It's an event for the end of the year here, three months in a row, October, November, December. And uh, she's never done an event. She's never done a webinar. Um, she's, I mean, she's done a webinar, but not like a closing webinar. It was just an, you know, just like a, an educational webinar, um, not a sales type thing. So she's got this webinar to sell an event ticket to an event she's never done before. Oh my gosh, how terrifying, right? That's a risk. She has a bunch of investors. We gave her a number like, hey, we need this much money in ad spend and we need this much money for us to actually do the, the work. And she talked to her investors and they were like, yes, let's do that. So everyone was on the same page. Lo and behold, guys, lo and behold, problems arise. For example, we didn't get all the information we needed until three days before the live webinar, or it was like four days, to be able to actually run ads. Finally, we started running ads just a few days before the webinar, uh, which naturally, I'm sure you can guess the result of that webinar in terms of attendance. It's not, allowed, not a lot of time, even, no matter what your ad spend, um, especially if your pixel's not trained and everything's brand new like it was. 
So we're like, oh, okay. And then the day of the webinar, we finally got the final pieces of information needed to finish all the pages and to make sure she had a link to send people to the day of the webinar. That is not okay. Not okay. I don't like that. It was uncomfortable, stressful, really busy last week. So webinar occurred. The results were not okay. <laughs> like it was not, not the greatest results. However, we did get a lot of data, right? We did get a lot of data. We started looking at that data. We started looking for, um, we started looking at what is it going to take for this person to have a full event? What is it going to take? And this is where the analytics comes into play. And you have to look at analytics emotionlessly. You cannot have emotion when you do this. So we started analyzing the numbers. The number we came out to was embarrassing. We didn't need, you know, it was like originally 22,000 a month to fill this event. No, no, no. Turns out we needed 71,000 a month to fill the event. Ooh, that's a big deal. Now, why is that? Well, registration cost was higher than expected. Attendance rate was lower than expected for the webinar. Uh, so we put those into consideration. We also, instead of selling 100 tickets, we have to sell 260. So there's a great increase there um, in amount that we have to get in terms of results. So naturally, the ad spend, even without our numbers changing, just with the extra 160 tickets, you know, you're looking at an increase of like $30,000 minimum, right? So anyway, long story short, we come out to this number 71K. We need to have that amount of money to fill this room for both days. The room can hold 400 people, 400 people. And uh, so each ticket's for a family. Did a little math, 800 people, 266 tickets, assuming two parents and a child. So, <laughs> ouch. Ouch. Now this lady, and, and you know, I actually really like her. I think, I think she's a wonderful person, a really good client. Um, I feel like she is on point as best she can. She's super smart. Just, she's not an idiot. You know what I mean? Like super smart. Um, we start going over these numbers with her and, and she just has this look like she's going to cry. Right? I mean, who wouldn't? Goodness gracious, we just increased her ad budget by 50 grand to get ideally the same result. Now, it's not the same result, right? Like I said, extra 160 tickets, but you get the idea. That was not easy. It was not easy to explain. Um, and this is where the problem solving comes into play. Before, before we presented this to her, we had a discussion as a team what are some solutions? How can we possibly get this number down further? Like what, like even if we minimized all of our numbers, we're still talking an extra 30 grand. Like I said, that's, you know, there's nothing we can really do about that. But we started thinking like, what else, what are some other solutions or what are some other means of marketing besides Facebook that maybe they could allocate a little money to um, 
to to bring in traffic a different way because this is a very local it's a very geographical campaign and so we started brainstorming this is the difference between being a business owner and the world of being an entrepreneur versus being an employee See, as an employee, I would have amazing ideas and then we get shot down by a guy named Kyle. Sometimes for a seemingly no reason. I call it flexing your corporate muscle. A little bit of ego, right? Like, no, no, no. This idea came from Zach. We cannot possibly accept that because he's just an employee, right? Like that's, that's the attitude that I felt. And lucky for me, I'm stubborn. I'm very stubborn and I didn't let that affect my creativity. I didn't let that deter me from continuing to have wonderful ideas for for problem solving, right? But most people do get deterred by that, right? Like you just get shot down so many times, you stop trying. You stop trying to provide a solution and help and uh, that's, that's so detrimental in so many ways. Well, anyway, back to, back to the business here. In the world of entrepreneurship, if you solve a problem, you're amazing. You're amazing. And not all my ideas are great <laughs> by any means. <laughs> there, some of them are, are kind of dumb. But this one was actually particularly good and we're we're kind of brainstorming different ideas you know we're we're kind of talking out loud thinking out loud which is a really good way of being creative and, and coming up with ideas and as we're doing that an idea struck me and i said you know what i know exactly what we need to do so we decided with every ticket they would get a plus one family so they could invite their neighbor or whatever. Here's the idea behind it. Okay. These tickets are selling for a thousand bucks a piece. Roughly it is taking us about $200 to sell one ticket. That's profitable campaign, right? So what if we sold half the tickets because of this plus one idea? It's still a profitable campaign. Instead of $71,000 or whatever it is for ad spend, they're still going to make 130,000 just from selling half of the tickets if the plus one works out. So not only are they getting all their marketing for free, but they're also filling their room. And of course, at this event, they have upsells, a lot of upsells, and they have a killer closing team on board. They have actually Dan Locke's closing team, his high ticket closers, um, there, there to close people on the spot at this event. Unbelievable, right? That's that's absolutely outstanding. So the goal here, let's get this room filled. Who cares if we sell less tickets but still get the room filled, right? I would even go as far to say, who cares if we're not profitable on the tickets themselves and the room gets filled because of the back-end sales. However, Our goal is not that. Our goal is still to be profitable (laughs) in both locations because how amazing is that, right? And here's the beautiful thing about a plus one opportunity. Not only does it help to fill the room, which of course provides a better environment for the event itself, but it also promotes and helps encourage organic traffic, right? It helps 
this one family that sees the value and says, yes, I want a thousand dollar ticket to call their friend and say, Hey dude, there's this amazing event. It's a thousand bucks a ticket. You can be my plus one. We'll split it 50, 50. How's that sound? Dude, you mean I can go to a thousand dollar event for 500 bucks? Heck yeah. Right. Or what if they say no? Okay, cool. Let me call my other buddy. And they call their other friend and their other friend says, yes. And then the, the first one calls back and says, Hey, you know what? I changed my mind. I want to do it. And they say, Oh, sorry, dude. I already got so-and-so to do it. And this guy says, well, no problem. I'll just buy my own thousand dollar ticket and I'll find someone else to split it with, with my plus one. See how fast that can spread. It can spread so quickly. I love it. So here's the deal, Leo. That was just solving a problem. Problem number two, we don't have enough time. We don't have enough time to sell that many tickets just flat out. Like this, this campaign's, the evergreen part of it is gonna launch today. There's not enough time between now and the first event uh, to really get the result they're looking for. So we said, hey, did you reserve the room? They said, no. We're like, great, let's move the date. And they were very happy with that. You know, they were like, oh my gosh, yeah. And they were kind of relieved. I bet you they have some things on their side as well that were kind of being rushed. And now they have a little bit of a break, you know? And, and so the point of this whole long thing, guys, is the power of problem solving. Do not dismiss any of your ideas. Do not dismiss a single idea that goes through your brain. Don't do it. Stop it. It is so important that you are willing to share your ideas because you have a different perspective than me, right? Now, Brian's idea was to move the date back. I didn't think of that. I would not have thought of that, flat out. Would not have crossed my mind, okay? Um, that was a problem we started talking about and he's just immediately, right? And he would not have thought of the plus one. It would not have crossed his mind, right? So it's like, there's so many, there's so many perspectives in today's world. Hold on one second, guys. There's a school bus coming. School bus is gone. And the bus driver took out like all the spiders that I usually have to avoid. Ha ha ha. Take that. Anyway, guys, I, I hope this was a little bit inspirational for you. I, I really believe this. Like, I do not consider myself like, like the, the smartest person alive or, you know, anything like that. But do you know what I do consider myself? I consider myself creative. I consider myself a problem solver. I consider myself a leader. I take ownership of every task that's put in my path every obstacle that's put in my path. I take ownership of those too. Every setback, I take ownership of that as well. It's called extreme ownership. It's extremely powerful. Extremely powerful. This bus is gonna pass me again. Look, when I talk about examples of, of my own business, it is, it is purely for your own learning and for my own learning as well, right? Because like, the more I talk about things like that, the more I learn from my own experiences, as, as weird as that sounds, it's, it's not an arrogance play. 
It's not. Hold on. The school bus is coming back again. Because that's what this bus does. They're weird. Alright. There we go. Cool beans. I think my neighbor did not go to school today. It's interesting. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So look, guys. I'm not trying to play the ego game. However, at the same time, you have to be proud of what you can do. Not, not like a proud in a negative way, like I'm so prideful. No, 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 it's not what I mean, okay? What I mean is that you, you have to be confident in your abilities, certain of what you are capable of. And yeah, that might come across as arrogant sometimes. Totally okay. Totally okay, in fact, I, I really truly believe that arrogance can be useful, especially when it comes to closing. You know, somebody says, you know, is there any way we could do the service for free for a trial? Like I've, I've seen John, my business partner actually laugh at that, like literally laugh out loud, which comes across as super arrogant but it also comes across as crazy confident. It's like, why the crap would we do this for free? Well, I don't know what kind of results you get. I do, right? Like I'm not gonna devalue myself based on your perception, right? So anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm probably gonna have more and more stories about, about my journey here to a million dollar agency and I just, I don't want you to take it the wrong way. I'm, I, <laughs> I recognize my weaknesses, which I have many. I recognize my weaknesses. I recognize how imperfect I am. But at the same time, I also recognize what I am good at. And I'm not bashful to declare what I'm good at. And, uh, and I think you should do the same. Everybody's good at something. Be strong. Be confident in that thing. I promise, I promise you, it's okay. Um, but yeah, solving problems, it's a big deal. Be creative, do what you want. Um, <laughs> be an entrepreneur. Um, and you guys have a great day.